On this episode of The Chris Kanye Show, we talk CBD with Steve Vandewall. Aaron Rizzo with Gasoline on the intro song of episode six of The Chris Kanye Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, he's been helping us out by uh, allowing us to use that song for free. So make sure you check out Aaron Rizzo on Spotify. Support his music. The guy is very talented. Uh, today, I'm very excited to have a friend of mine on episode six of the Chris Kanye Show, uh, Steve Vanderwall. If I think of anything CBD or even entrepreneurship, I think of Steve Vanderwall first. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you again. So we had a request on um, the Chris Kanye Show Facebook uh, to talk about CBD. And I'm not ashamed to say I know nothing about CBD. I see what everybody else sees. I see the craze, the laws, the health benefits, the downside, the boycotts, whatever, everything that everybody else sees, but just the headlines. So I couldn't pretend to be an expert on this and feel good about myself. So that's why you're here. Um, start from, from the beginning, in a sense, of the basic questions. Is this... Similar to, to weed, to, to marijuana, to pot. Is, is this, do you, I mean, do you smoke it? Is it an oil thing? Do you eat it? Do you, what do you, what is CBD? Yeah, so let's, before we dive into like what CBD is in THC, let's talk about what cannabinoids are okay. um, and what our endocannabinoid system is. So historically, THC has really been the front runner molecule in the marijuana hemp industry, you know, and that's the psychoactive molecule that gets you high. Okay. You smoke a joint inhale you get high and that's thc interacting with receptors in your brain um, and these receptors are part of a much bigger modulatory uh, biochemical receptor system called the endocannabinoid system and all mammals have one just like we have a digestive system a reproductive system all these body systems that we learned in seventh and eighth grade health class mm -hmm. well there's a body system that needs to be added to that curriculum and it's called the endocannabinoid system and it's comprised of two different types of receptors uh, CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors. And your CB1 receptors are located in your brain and your central nervous system. And your CB2 receptors are located primarily in your immune system cells. And we know about our, our immune system as our natural, our body's natural defense and recovery system. So these receptors interact with molecules called cannabinoids, okay? And there's two different types. There's endogenous cannabinoids, which means they're made within. Our bodies make two natural occurring cannabinoids. Um, and then there's phytocannabinoids, which means plant-derived cannabinoids. And these are things like THC, CBD, CBG, and all these, you know, there's 110 different cannabinoids. So historically, THC has been the front runner, the famous molecule, because it's the psychoactive molecule that gets you high. It's the popular one. The popular <laughs> one. Um, but recently, with the emergence of the hemp industry, has caused this boom in what we, you know, this buzzword called CBD. And the reason is, is all hemp is, and hemp was really started to be legalized in 2014, but was federally legalized in 2018 through the 2018 Farm Bill, which now created a separate hemp entity, right? Because since the 1930s, um, all things marijuana, marijuana, hemp have been categorized into one, one uh, overarching theme, I guess, called marijuana. But now they created the separate hemp industry, mm -hmm. which it says, as long if you have marijuana that has less than 0.3% THC, you can now use it as industrial hemp and it's an, a legal agricultural commodity. 
And what we've realized is when you grow marijuana mm-hmm. really low in THC, it grows inversely high in CBD, which birthed the CBD industry. And come to find out, CBD has a incredibly robust, uh, has tons of medical potential. Right? People are using it for anything from anxiety, depression, to pain, to fibromyalgia, and seizures, epilepsy, Gervais syndrome, a laundry list of, of complicated disorders. Um, and when you understand the biochemistry of how CBD works, it's, you start to realize that CBD isn't a miracle drug, right? It, it actually works on our body's our immune system, right? It's an immune system enhancer. So we have a, an, an immune system, sure. right? And there's these receptors, they're called CB2 re- receptors, are found within these immune system uh, cells. And CBD interacts with these uh, immune system receptors and enhances essentially the communication between these immune system cells and the rest of your body. So people are taking it for anxiety, depression, pain, a whole list of elements. And it's not because CBD is a pain drug or an anxiety drug. It's an immune system enhancing drug. It's an enhancing your body's natural recovery system, right? Which is why people use it so much when we sleep, right? People use, oh, you know, I use CBD to fall asleep, yada, yada. Well, it's because when you go to sleep at night, this is when your body goes into recovery mode. And sleep is, is unarguably the most important physiological function, but most underrated function that humans, you know, have. It's when our, our metabolic processes shut down, we restore and save, you know, short-term memories. We re, you know, re kind of rejuvenate our cognition. We, our injuries and muscles heal, like after the gym, when we sleep. And if you're not sleeping well, you're not recovering, right? So you start taking a, a full spectrum CBD product, and I'll get into that notion of full spectrum medicine in a minute. And we can see how not only does it help you get into a, a more deeper sleep, but it also enhances this immune system cells. So you stay in a deeper sleep longer and your immune system cells get to go to work. And what we've realized is when you just let your body actually do its job, like recover, um, without any, with, without being interrupted, whether you have to, you get up to pee or whether you're an insomniac, whatever, if you actually sleep like a full eight hours and you have this enhancement in your underlying immune system, we're just going to start to see some of these day-to-day ailments that we see start to, to drift away. You're talking about maybe uh, getting tired just after lunch if you work a nine to five, like the midday grogginess that you need the five hour energy for, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, we, 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 we take sleep for granted. You know, it's, it's one of those things where we train at the gym every, every, every single day, every single day, work our asses off and, and don't sleep much. But if you're not sleeping, you're not recovering. And if you're not recovering, you're not growing. And you're not working at your highest capacity. Yeah. It's like one of those things where if, you know, you start out, you have some shoulder pain or something and you start to, you continue to go to the gym and you continue to work out. All of a sudden that shoulder pain turns into you're in a sleeve and the rotator cuff. But in mm-hmm. the reality is if you just let your body recover and give it the proper nutrients and proper rest, chances are it would have healed itself. You know, we're very malleable, very intelligent and sophisticated pieces of meat mm-hmm. that if you just let the body do its job, it, you'll, you'll, you'll recover a lot quicker and a lot safer than having to, you know, start adding things like opiates or other pharmaceutical drugs in your regimen. So compare the body to, let's say, building a house. Um, what most people do is if they're building a house, then they start with the foundation. If the foundation cracks as they're building the house. Instead of rebuilding that foundation, they continue to build the walls, the second story, and the roof, and it's just working on a, on a broken system. Is that kind of what you're saying about what humans do to their body versus uh, good sleep and, and, and bad sleep? Yeah, we're, we're very much a, a reactive society when it comes to health and wellness. You know, it's we wait until something's hurt or we're physiologically mm-hmm. broken to then go to the doctor and get some drug or get but put on some regimen. But if you take a step back and figure out, okay, 
maybe I just need to recover. Maybe I'm, I'm dehydrated. Maybe I, I'm not getting enough vitamins or minerals or a proper diet. Maybe not sleeping enough. You realize that when you feed this machine, right, your body will take good care of itself and it will heal. We already heal, you know, in the midst of all these, you know, toxic stimuli that come into our body from, you know, whether it's, it's toxic information or bad diets or lack of exercise or stressful relationships. But if you take a, a step back and, and I'm not, first of all, I'm not saying that CBD or cannabis is a silver bullet. There is no silver bullet in health and wellness. But if you take a step back and start analyzing things like, okay, maybe if I improve my diet, maybe if I start getting some exercise, I get some better sleep, I go on a cannabinoid regimen, we're going to start seeing healthier, longer living people that have better quality of lives. But we have to take a much more retroactive and and proactive approach to health and wellness instead of just, okay, something's broken in my physiology. I I got the You know what I'm saying? Fix it after it's, it's broken instead of preventative maintenance. And so CBD can, can help with that. Now, does it help, um, the body do what it's supposed to do or does it enhance what the body is supposed to do would you say yeah i i think about cbd as like having a a mechanic on in your car at all times right oh, okay. so you're driving around and you, know, you start to hear a little squeak in the wheel bearing or you start to your check engine light goes on and as soon as these happen it's you, you take care of it and instead of letting it, you know, perpetuate and get worse. Right. Just like when you see the dishes build up, it's better to just do the dishes <laughs> right. after you eat instead of letting them okay. pile up a mile high. So it's, it's much more proactive. It's much more focused on a preventative health and utilizing your body's natural resources and, 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 and optimizing them. So I'll admit I'm the first one to hear something like uh, somebody talk about CBD in a, in a positive light. And I don't know what it is, upbringing, society, social media, headlines, like I mentioned earlier, or what, but I immediately think, okay, these are potheads trying to do something they like to do to get high, but in a legal manner. I mean, I know I'm wrong here. I know I'm, I'm, I definitely know I'm wrong, but I know I'm not alone to, when I say I think like that. What, what is wrong with that correlation or stigma of those two things? Yeah, so the, it, you have understanding the biochemistry and the receptor makeup and what happens between THC and CBD and understanding that what they do in your, on the body is, is fundamentally different. So behind your forehead, right, sits a brain region, region called pre, your prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. right? And this prefrontal cortex is responsible for cognitive function. Things like attention, memory, and decision-making. Reaction time, right? stuff like that, right? All things that happen to be coincidentally impaired <laughs> when you smoke high THC cannabis. So come to find out that these CB1 receptors, which have a direct lock and key binding affinity with THC, are littered all over your prefrontal cortex. So you smoke THC, right? Your CB1 receptors in your prefrontal cortex get saturated, and lo and behold, you have a cognitive impairment. It's not rocket science, right? Mm-hmm. CBD does not interact with CB1 the way, the way that it does. So you literally, it's physi- physically impossible to get high off CBD mm. because it doesn't interact with the psychoactive receptors that THC does. Rather, it interacts uh, at a much better, a higher affinity with your immune system receptors, which is why we get that immunomodulation uh, process. Now, if that's the case, and I, would you agree that that's the stigma that those two those two things are linked together? Because they are technically, but on a, in a branding standpoint, I I see places that sell CBD and have a marijuana leaf logo in their branding. Why would they do that if they know that that is not a, I guess a stigma? I mean, I guess you're going to be able to sell to people who are who know the science behind it, like you obviously do, but. Why wouldn't there be a break in those two things, marijuana and or pot or buying weed off the street or whatever, or at a dispensary legally? 
and and buying CBD and using CBD? Why wouldn't they break the two apart from each other? Yeah, so marijuana and hemp, right? They're the, look at they're like sister plants, right? And the overarching mother plant is mm-hmm. cannabis sativa, right? And part of cannabis sativa, you have marijuana, mm-hmm. which is a high THC plant. You have hemp, which is a high CBD, low TH plant. And you have things like ruderalis um, and hops, which are cousins, right? And marijuana and hemp, they look the same. They smell wow, the same. That's they what? grow the same. You can smoke them, but you will not get high off CBD. And that's because <laughs> it doesn't have the, the, the impairing amount of THC present. So it is coming from the same family. But the really the virtually the only difference between marijuana and hemp is the nominal amount of THC, which is less than 0.3%. It's still it's that's the federal uh, limit to be mm-hmm. compliant. Um, you know, it's funny because being in the industry, it's a very tight, very tight margin that you have to follow to be compliant. If I have a CBD oil that maintains full spectrum, which means it has some THC, it could have 0.29% THC, which is a federally legal product. But if you hit 0.31%, which is point is two hundredths of a percent, <laughs> yeah. there's virtually no nothing, no difference. You have a schedule one drug and it'll land your ass in jail. So it's very tight. There's virtually no difference okay. between 0.29 and 0.31. But but having those trace amounts of THC and the other cannabinoids, that's the concept of full spectrum, right? We think of, of cannabis as a very uh, harmonious, uh, synergistic drug where, you know, you go to like the RPO, right? To see the symphony. Sure. And probably the first chair violin gets the most credit. That's what people go to see. Right, right, But right. would you rather watch two hours of a, of a first chair violin solo? Or would you rather watch the whole symphony? Sure, right? watch it's the a, whole symphony. It's a symphonic um it's a very symphonic process. So while CBD and CBD oil tends to get is ten, ten, tends to be the main character, there's hundreds of other secondary molecules, cannabinoids, flavonoids, and terpenes that all work together very synergistically. And some of them have barely trace amounts, but it seems to be just enough to yield this medicinal effect. Gotcha. But we look at things like th, you know, THC, where it isolates. Right, Western medicine is a very isolated molecule. Uh, we're very isolated in terms of like our medicine. So if you go to the doctor for, you know, stomach pain, they're going to give you a molecule, right? If you go for anxiety and depression, you're going to get an anxiety molecule. So you start to look back to like Chinese medicine and herbalism, which is much more using multiple components and herbs and stuff like that to create a harmonious effect. Oh, okay. It's like people that go on, you know, and I'll be the first one to know it. I had a run in with some pharmaceuticals last year, which gave, which got me into this industry between anti-anxiety and depression drugs. You know, I was on Adderall for ADHD and Trazodone for sleep. And I was using, it was like this westernized full spectrum, you know, notion where I was taking all these pharmaceutical drugs. Well, cannabis has all of them in one recipe. Mm. And sometimes the most powerful players in cannabis are just trace amounts, right? So like the 0.3% THC, it's it's like adding salt to something, to a recipe. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> enough to right. give it oh, that yeah. medicinal effect. Of course. It's so like THC isolates. I don't know if, if you know, how, if you're a consumer or what, but like a lot of uh, some of the medical marijuana companies offer like one-to-one THC to CBD products and they take out the rest of, they take out all the other ingredients, right? It's like taking milk milk, eggs, water, and salt out of cake batter and just eating cake batter, right? It's a fundamentally different <laughs> sure. substance, right? And THC extract by itself, it can make you nauseous. It can give you anxiety. It actually has a lot of adverse effects. But what we see with CBD, it actually can mitigate those bad effects and really create a much more robust, medicinally valuable drug. So we're seeing that in order to get the true medicinal valuable, uh, the medicinal value out of cannabis, you have to have all parts of the recipe in the plant. Now you say it's not a miracle drug. You said that earlier. Um, what 
are there any, and I don't know if you will, because you're in the industry and you're trying to educate people on the benefits of this, but are there any downfalls to using CBD or CBD becoming a household thing like Tylenol or Advil? Yeah. I mean, right now, I'll be the first one to say that the, what we need more than anything right now is research, 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 because there's a lot of really good research and a lot of the research comes from um, international uh, uh, entities and academia, you know, different academic places like uh, Israel is a hotbed for cannabinoid research. Uh, but what I can tell you now that if you have a, a quality product, because there's a million products out there, I'm but not I'm far from the only person selling CBD products, but I'd say probably only 5% of products are actually good products, right? Most people make CBD isolates, which means they go through a, multi, uh, a multi-tier extraction process and pull out only the CBD, like 99.9% CBD isolate, which you would think, wow, a pure molecule, that must be really powerful. Counterintuitive. It's actually much less, uh, much less effective and vastly more expensive because you have more another extraction process. So what you want to look at with cannabis is, is it certified organic? Right. It should be from the time that the seed is put in the ground to the time the consumer takes the end product, whether it's oil or smoking or a patch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it certified organic? Are they following best practices? What type of extraction method are they using? You know, a lot of people. This is where a lot of the sharks have entered the industry and have just 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 try to scale this business to yeah. the nth degree by using uh, more cost-effective um, measures, uh, Measures, right? Like ethanol extraction, right? If you're making medicine, right? And ethanol has been used in, as an extraction technique for many, many, many years. But logically, ethanol is, in sim- simplest terms, a poison, right? It is a poison. If you drink, if you have too much ethanol, you will literally die. So for me, it doesn't make sense to make a medicine with a poison. It's counterintuitive. So then we look at other extraction methods like critical extraction using CO2, which is a natural biological factor to extract these cannabinoids. So there's a million different products out there, but you have to understand how, you know, the best practice of the cannabis, is it organic? Were they using sprays? Is it in the illicit market? What were the the extraction techniques that we're using? Mm -hmm. Was it bottled in a GMP facility? Like each each product has its own story. And because we just kind of went full-fledged CBD, you walk into any store and there's a hundred different CBD brands on the shelf. And because most people don't really know the seed to sale process and the full story behind right. this, it's a price war, right? And generally the lower price you pay for a product like this, the more qual- the, the lack of quality and therefore you can have some adverse effects. The nice thing about the CBD industry is that there really are virtually no direct negative effects from wow. CBD. And I I will say, I can say that on the record because that's true. Um, I, it, you can say it's 99.9% side effect free, but what you, where you start getting side effects is what are the, what's the carrier oil that it was made in? Was it made with hemp that was sprayed in the illicit market? Was it, you know, extracted using ethanol? That's where you get, you know, these, these bad practices are what cause can cause adverse effects. Okay. Um, so where do you see CBD in, let's say, five, 10 years? Do you see it being in someone in everybody's house next to the Advil and the NyQuil and the whatever, whatever the product is in, in five, 10 years? Do you see it being a household thing? Hey, honey, we're out of bread, milk and CBD. Can you pick up all three on your way home? Yeah, I, I definitely think it will be in everybody's house, but not next to the Advil or NyQuil, because I hope that some of these medicines will start to wither away because you know, what we know about the inflammatory uh, capacities that CBD has, you know, it's much more healthier than NSAIDs like Advil. It doesn't have those adverse effects on your liver. 
um, and things like sleep medicine coming from somebody who was on trazodone every night to sleep that will help you fall asleep, but it will make it very hard to get up and be a functional mm. person the next day. So I very much think it will be a household ingredient. Um, I think because every mammal, every man, woman, female, dog, cat, anything has an endocannabinoid system that whether or not you have an ailment or not, you should be taking it in terms of, of proactive and preventative uh, health approaches. Like You're, a vitamin. Then. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think about humans it almost seems like the endocannabinoid system is a human optimization system mm. and the fact that this plant has been illegal for so long is that we've really been depriving this optimization of food right so even if you're the healthiest most in shape intelligent perfect prototypical person you're probably realistically only ever been operating at 90 to 95 percent because you haven't been feeding your optimization system the nutrients that it needs so now when we start introducing full spectrum medicine into people i think we're going to see a whole different level of health i think we're going to see people living longer more uh, lives more much higher quality of life and i truly think that we're going to see some of these day-to-day -day ailments start to to fizzle out and become a uh, kind of irrelevant over the next 10 years. Steve, thank you so much. Where are we going to get uh, some more information on CBD or to buy some of the products that you offer? Yeah, uh, projectcbd.org is a fantastic website. That's where I really got a lot of, of my information from. Uh, Rock Normal is a great uh, website for, and their Facebook page is great for policy and stuff like that. The National Normal website is a great as a research tool. I'm a great tool. I'm pretty active on Facebook. I'm always answering people's questions day to day. So shoot me an email, teve at cbd.com. Find me on Facebook, Steve Andal. I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody has. You know your stuff, man. Thanks. I did not expect uh, you to be that informative, <laughs> to be honest with you. No judgment there, yeah. but um, I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Chris Kanye Show. Make sure you uh, check us out on YouTube if you want to watch the show every weekday at 8 p.m., as well as on Facebook, facebook.com slash Chris Kanye Show. If you're listening, uh, subscribe to whatever platform you're on, and I appreciate the support. See you next time. If you cause me trouble, you